Welcome to the episode of Tommy Talk. My name is Juan. This is my co partner, Anthony. This is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So, Anthony, how are you feeling today? You feeling okay? I know you're, I know yeah, you're a little bit under yeah, the weather. Yeah. Remember, uh, last if you listen to our last episode of the podcast, I kept like having pauses and I was just not feeling well that day, honestly. And then right after I recorded the podcast, it immediately went like downhill. And I'm like, all right, this is it. I got COVID. I definitely have COVID. And then I t- took a test and was not COVID. It was negative. And then the next morning, I felt even worse. I'm like, this is it. It's COVID. And then I took a test again. <laughs> not COVID. And then by the by the Friday, that was like a Tuesday, I think. When we mm. recorded a podcast on a Monday, right? That time? Sunday? Was it that Monday that day? Maybe. It, it was Monday after the tournament, right? Not after a training camp. <sighs> Monday after the training yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah. It was Monday training. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So after the training camp, I felt like I'm, I probably... Yeah. Anyway, Friday, by Friday, I was already feeling better, but this cough just won't go away. Mm-hmm. And I've had this, um, I forgot what his name, like something coughing syndrome thing. And it's related to um, asthma. So I kind of have a little bit of asthma. So whenever I get sick, it's cough just like lasts forever, mm-hmm. for like a month or two. So I have this in, a little inhaler here that uh, helps for like two hours, but I can only take it once every four hours. So oh God, two okay. hours, yeah. I thought you could take it like every two hours. All right. Yeah, so, so, so if you, you, if me, you watch, so if you yeah. watch a video and you see like, there's a mute for Anthony, he's not talking, you just seem like yeah. crazily, I got a dying in the background. <laughs> that's what's going on. He's not dying. I'll, just having a little yeah. coughing fit. <laughs> I'll try to mute. So I don't make you guys listen to me cough the whole time, but I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. Um, can't guarantee anything. But uh, I'm pretty sure I caught it from the training camp because I was only running on like three hours of sleep, I think, per mm. each of those days because I had family over. I um, There's also a death in my family. So I've been like helping um, little dealing with that. And then the training camp was like seven, like really early in the morning. I had to drive really far. So mm. and then I was there the whole day and it's hot. So I think all of that combined just like made me get sick. So. <laughs> Still surprised I don't have COVID, but yeah. Hey, hey, got to keep anyway. it clean, all right? We're, we're out there. Yeah. You and me both haven't yeah. got COVID yet. Yeah. Enough, <laughs> enough about me because we got a long episode. This is going to be a long episode. We talked about maybe uh, dividing it up into two episodes, but it's like all related to the same stuff. So, um, yeah, let's, let's let's move it on. Let's just go into it. So, yeah. so you can see when we put our last episode, the very same day, Anthony mm-hmm. took videos when he was there at the at the um uh, Yanzi Yanzi, training camp. Uh, yeah the Yanzi yeah. training camp yeah i can remember his last name for a second <laughs> i was at the Yanzi training camp mm-hmm. so you took videos of it and you put it up on our channel the same day as our last episode so everybody can see what he put up there and there were some things that you wanted to talk about and discuss but then yeah. you said you wanted to instead maybe try to do a watch along video yeah so i didn't want to talk too much about it on like the last episode because i'm like there's really not much you can like say right without context like video context it's just mm-hmm. like oh we did this and this and this it's like all training camps are the same but well not all okay i'm ex- I'm exaggerating but basically i just want to share the experience like as i mentioned in the last episode mm-hmm. but i realized after a while i'm like man there's a lot of stuff i want to talk about like funny moments that i actually forgot to mention and mm-hmm. um uh certain things that just like uh, I don't know if you remember the episode where I talked about I bought that Uchimata book. Mm-hmm. That's like basically the encyclopedia of Uchimata. Yes. And it had all these concepts and techniques in there that I mm-hmm. kind of figured out over time from asking a bunch of different people and figuring things out myself. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of confirmed it for me. So there are some some of those moments here where Yanzi explained some concepts and um Darcel explained some concepts and I'm like, oh, so I've been like teaching people the right thing. Like, cause here's a guy who's like six Don mm-hmm. technician. He's saying the same thing that I'm saying. So I'm like, oh, at least I'm, I'm right. I'm not just like <laughs> pulling stuff out, out of fake judo textbooks, but there's a little stuff like that. And also the fact that you haven't, you weren't there. I think it would make it for interesting content for you to like ask questions as someone who wasn't there. And mm-hmm. as someone who saw the, the video clips, what, um, what, uh, kind of questions and discussions could happen. So uh, just watch out for that. Maybe we'll announce it um, a date on our Instagram and what Instagram and what was the other thing we had? 
That's it. That's all we have. All we have is Instagram. Well, Instagram, I guess we could announce it on the YouTube somehow. Do a little video of on this date, we will be live streaming this or something. Yeah. So Instagram, we can talk. We'll just follow our Instagram. um, If you want to get a watch live, I guess it'll Mm -hmm. probably be on a Saturday or Sunday. Usually record Saturday, Sunday. Uh, It'll probably be on a week where we don't usually record the podcast that we'll do this right yeah so probably we'll we'll do this live i haven't decided twitch or youtube yet yeah. it might be both but um yeah so if you want to watch live ask questions watch along with us it'll be cool i have this software i'm checking out where me and you can like watch the video at the same time basically mm-hmm. and pause cool so that'll, that'll be fun it'll be a fun little thing and if you haven't realized already um going back to our anniversary episode the last anniversary um, I talked about like, oh, my New Year's resolution for this year, right? Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah. one of those things was to do a live stream. Yeah, yeah. So it was it's to so. do 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 a <laughs> judo tournament after my knee surgery, rehab mm. rehab my knee, do the judo tournament, which I did already, kind of. But then now I said I'm going to do winter nationals, but we'll see. Um, and then I want to do a BJJ tournament that got delayed because of stuff. And um, what what else was it? And do a live stream. So if you haven't figured it out already, I'm trying to cram all my resolutions in <laughs> on the last the end of the year. <laughs> three months of the year. Yeah. yeah. And well, it's it's this, tough to I'm do just this. Telling you, it's, man. it's very tough to do this live stream for yeah. us. It's very hard. You won't believe how hard it is for It's it. really but, hard, especially <laughs> since I like I said, death in the family, and then I had a bunch of weddings to go to. That's why I didn't do the BJJ tournament last time. Mm-hmm. And then I got sick. This like you have no idea how this the last few weeks has basically messed up my whole plan for the i haven't been training and i'm gonna <laughs> do a bjj tournament so it's like well, it's also do internationals and one if, <laughs> if you follow the channel also you know how much anthony goes on vacations during this past summer he was going on vacations like every other month every other week, call, it seemed please for a don't, while. don't call don't call it a vacation please <laughs> i only went on one trip and that was to seattle and portland <laughs> I, I would say the other one that was like a training camp to me <laughs> that one. but um yeah but um, the other ones were weddings and they were stressful. <laughs> they were not, vaca- I wouldn't call them vacation. Mm. So, um, oh, and then my wife yeah. had COVID too. So that, that, I had to take care of her. So all this stuff happening and yeah, I'm still going to try and do winter nationals, but I don't expect to do well. I actually want to mm-hmm. see how far I can go. And I'll, one of the shortcomings now everyone's going to know my weakness. So if you're going to compete <laughs> against me, you're going to know. Hey, my are you Anthony from Tatami Talk? Weakness- oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you have no gas. <laughs> One of my weaknesses has been um, I I don't have gas tank because my knee surgery I haven't been able to run mm-hmm. as as well far, but my knee has been feeling better, so I'm, I've been wanting to go run again. And then I went to that Portland trip and popped my knee, so I couldn't run for a while. <laughs> and then now I feel good, and now I got sick and I can't breathe, so I can't run far again. So I'm expecting to unless I get my breathing back to normal within the next couple of weeks, I'm probably going to go into a tournament with like terrible cardio. Mm-hmm. So like even just now talking is really laboring, but um, we're yeah, going to get through this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so literally. in, in oh. other news that we're going to do is that, um, so we do that three club scrimmage. We usually do at our dojo every few months. And during summertime, we actually took a break from it. So in uh, October next month, I'm God, I can't remember what day it was. I think it was the 19th. I, I believe mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a Sunday. We're going to live stream it again on our, t- on our tatami talk, um, Twitch channel again. Yeah. So if you liked watching that, we're going to do it live on there again. You might hear me and Anthony talk this time, but again, we're also going to post that on our YouTube channel as well. You just reminded me that's like, I've been trying to increase the production quality. So I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, like research and testing out yeah. settings and stuff. So that's just another thing I'm cramming into the last three months of the <laughs> the year. And I'm going to try my best to, to do all this stuff, but at least I can be like, I went to that Nika game and fought that one, two matches. And I'd be like, Hey, I did a tournament. Okay, you did that. You know, like, you know, those people who kind of like, uh, like I'm gonna go to the gym and then they go to the gym like once at the end of the year. So I I did my New Year's resolution, it's kind (laughs) of like that, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So now let's get to some judo news that's happening right now. So a while ago, we're talking about like judo retirement and what people do after they retire. And one of the reasons we talked about that is because one of our me and Anthony's favorite judo players, Mongolian players, um, Mungbat, is yeah, she was 
we were talking about like she retired from judo. What was she going to do? And the whole episode was about how some judo players not going to MMA. So she's been training for the past year or so now at, at, at uh, Jackson Winks. Yeah, Jackson yeah. Winkle Johns and stuff there. And her videos like short, practicing her striking, doing her judo for MMA and stuff, did really well. And this past weekend, which was last weekend, now when this video comes out, uh, she had her first amateur fight. Now this is amateur. This wasn't a full uh, regular MMA fight. And um, the only reason I knew it was amateur is because I kept rewatching the video because yeah. when I first watched it, it was like three minute rounds. I was like, three minute rounds? It's like an amateur fight, mm -hmm. but they're fighting for some title. So, okay. So she had her yeah, first it's just fight. Funny. It's just funny how it's your first amateur fight and you win the, you're the champion, basically. Yeah. You win so it. Yeah. there's this federation. So spoiler, spoiler alert, she wins it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah spoiler. Sorry, I ruined it for you guys. If you don't know what's happening. So she fought in this federation called the uh, PFC. And she fought for the, what was it? The strawweight title, which in America is the 125 title in MMA. Now you remember when she fought um, judo, she fought at uh, 68 kilos, which transferring the pounds is 105.8, uh, which would be around atom weight. So I don't know if she maybe decided, I'm not gonna cut weight down to atom weight, or if she, or her goal is to make it to the UFC, go really high, UFC doesn't have an atom weight. So why is she gonna pull that work in there? She just have to fight strawweight anyways. So I like to see where she goes. She goes like to Invicta or she goes to Bellator, UFC, where she goes from there. But yeah, she had her first fight for this federation for their amateur strawweight title, her very first fight. And I give it to her because she's, you know, she's a former world champion. She got bronze at the Olympics. Like I have no problem with her fighting for an amateur yeah. title, her first fight. I really have no problem with it. So you can look up her oh, fight I, online. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if you look at her striking, it's like ass. It's, it's terrible. It's not the best. I don't want to say it, it's as it's not no, the best. It, it's pretty bad. So I think it's good for I think it's a good idea. She went and did this fight for her first amateur fight because mm. um yeah, it was it was not good. But uh <laughs> if you look at her um the fight, you'll notice how her opponent was like really afraid to grab just her. look just look at her hips. Like uh, if you're gonna watch it, I I'll link it in the description. I'm assuming it's not taken down. Okay. We'll link in the description. Um, look, pay attention to her hips. She was like the moment she got close, like, you know, especially in judo, when Mongolians get close, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've seen her hips. She's like desperately trying to keep it away. And it was opening up all these other takedowns. If you don't know, if you don't train judo, you know, like moving your hips back, is not exactly the best idea. But, yeah. Um, so that, and it was really, uh, again, spoiler alert, how she finishes it is she finishes it in a Kesakatame armbar. Yeah. So that's a very judo-esque way to finish the fight. Very judo way yeah. to win, yeah. Because judo is pretty much the only martial art besides wrestling that uses Kesakatame, a scarf hold, head and arm lock on the bottom. Uh, wrestlers use it too, but they don't really do a lot with it in mm -hmm. MMA. But judo players, like we have submissions from there. Like we have the Kimura, Jujutsu Katame, Urukatame, yeah. and stuff. We have positions from there. Or if you're a catch, you can just go for the neck crank right there also. That scares a lot of people because they don't know what's going on, what's happening here. Why is yeah. my neck being extended? Even even before uh, she got that arm lock, mm -hmm. she was she was just holding onto her, like holding onto her in the Kesakatame and just punching her, like yeah. ground and pounding. Ronda used and, to do the same thing. She would throw. Yeah, people. and then you hear one of the commentators saying, "Oh, maybe she can slip her head out and take the back." And that's usually the most BJJ common way of saying why you should do the Kazura Kisakatame, which is the mm -hmm. underhook version. Yeah, versus the over the head, and that's usually because you're not doing it correctly. Honestly, um, if you have a good Kisakatame, you're not getting out. Yeah, it's unless very hard to get unless out. your <laughs> unless your head is like tiny or something. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that was a really interesting fight. Uh, Takedowns were great. So yeah, she got yeah. some good throws in the first round. She had some good throws in the second round. And yeah, as for spoiler alert, she wins in the second round. She wins the amateur title. So yeah. it's cool. You know, it's really good for her. I yeah. thought it was also interesting how for the fight and her MMA career, her the way they spelled Monkbot was different than the way that they spelled it for IJF. So yeah, that was just something side side note that's interesting. <laughs> it's her stage name now. But <laughs> so some other side MMA news that's out there. Now, this isn't directly related to judo. This is just a very interesting. Actually, kind of is a little bit. Maybe it uh, depends on how you look at it. So the PFL, they're making new signings for the next season. You know, they've signed some next UFC guys or signing some people from the amateurs, signed some people that had from the outside. They made a new signing for their 185 division of Muhammad Ali's grandson. OK, uh, he was a former football player. 
I'm not going to, uh, how do you say his name, Anthony, again? Where I Biagio. Uh, Biagio Ali is his name. And like I said, he fights at 185. But the thing that's interesting to me is that I don't think they're just going to try to get off his grandfather's name because the guy only has a one in one record that I could find. I can only find him having an amateur record one in one. He has a one win by stoppage by by uh, punches, I believe. And then the other one he lost in some, well, actually he lost his very first match by submission. I think it was rear naked choke. And then his second fight, he won by TKO. Hey, I, I got, I got a one in one smoker PFL. Come, come sign me up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, hey, my grandpa's Muhammad <laughs> Ali. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't want to write the guy off, you know, and you come with that name of just your family. You know, your aunt was a good fighter. Your, your brother, I believe his brother's like, an, I don't know if he's an amateur fighter or, or pro fighter, but I think his brother's either five and O amateur or five and O in pro. I don't, I'm not sure exactly. We just got that name behind you. And if anybody ever watched Baki, the grappler, we're going to see the oh way of Ali. Gosh. We're going to see the way of, oh did you, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you don't want to watch Baki, the grappler, just, I mean like the whole anime, just watch type in Ali and Baki, B-A-K-I. And then the way of Ali. All right. <laughs> it, it's uh, yeah. We're going to see real life way of Ali. <laughs> so that's yeah. just a thing out there. If you're wondering like, what's going on here? What's this like? Yeah. He has a one-on-one record amateurs. I hope that he's a very good boxer. He's a football player. He's a big boy. He's in a fight at 185. Let's see what happens next year. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's go on to some other interesting judo news. So like last week, how last episode, we're promoting our friends, ha- our friends at the 510 judo, having mm-hmm. their little summer beach judo thing. Uh, this, this current weekend, a weekend of actually wait, filming. Wait, 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 wait. We didn't, we what? didn't talk about the, the IJF judo verse video. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's an, okay. Another sub story here. So a few episodes ago, we talked about the IGF judo verse, which was their, um, their, not, I NFT, keep on calling their, their Bitcoin. N- the <laughs> NFT thing, whatever, crypto. What, what crypto. <laughs> so we, so right after we put that episode. It was literally like an hour after we recorded the episode, not putting out, recorded yeah. the episode. <laughs> yeah. They released, they released a, a YouTube video. It's like, what are, what is IJF and, NFTs oh, or some quote like unquote that. explaining what NFTs were like, they didn't explain nothing. They didn't explain anything. It just made me raise more questions. And a yeah. lot of it was just like more to be announced soon. Like, so <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't buy one still. I still wouldn't buy one. Oh, I, I said, pictures. I said last time I was going to buy one just for the science. So I'm going to, I need to do it. I, I haven't Are you actually going to do it? Oh yeah. It's just so we can talk about it. Oh, I hope you get the wolf in a judo gi you know, in I, Paris. <laughs> just, just like when we did the AJDM episode and we did the American judo system episode, mm. I don't want to criticize or make, give opinions about stuff. I don't, I never actually tried, you know, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I'm sure there's other people who bought it already, but oh, I'll, I, I'll, I'll take the bullet and I, I can see some snake oil salesman from a mile away. All right. <laughs> That's what hey, this mate, is. Worst comes to worst. I lose 60 bucks. Best case scenario. I become rich. So. <laughs> yes. And we get more professional then. Yeah. We actually get a studio. We get some real nice backgrounds. <laughs> So yeah, if, if you want to watch the judo verse episode, it's already out. You may have watched it. It's only a few minutes long, like what five ten minutes, if that. It was eight minutes. Yeah, eight minutes. Then, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't explain nothing. They kind of tell you what it is, but not what what it's for or how yeah. to use it. And <clears throat> God, I'd rather go buy a pack of baseball cards. I don't even like baseball. <laughs> sure. My my cousin actually doesn't like baseball, and he made a living for a while selling and trading baseball cards. So. Hey, do what you got to do out there, all right? So, uh, so going back Wait, to this thing, want, one more well, thing. Yeah, sumo. Oh, I yeah. totally forgot about that. Yes, yes. So, quick, just real quickly, um, sumo is on right now. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be like day fourteen or something, like towards the end. Go watch sumo if you never watched it before. It's freaking amazing. Um, I will. The news that I'm coming out with is if you follow sumo, one of the um, the announced the English announcers on NHK that announces the the sumo matches. Mm-hmm. He accepted an offer from the Japan Sumo Association. So uh, take note, USA Judo. But um, he accepted the offer to basically spread sumo into an international audience. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, like in the last few years, sumo has exploded in popularity uh, across the globe. Mm-hmm. I partially think it has to do with Twitch. Like I said, because they were people were streaming on Twitch for a while and the viewership um, just increased. 
mm-hmm. but um, the sumo Asso- uh, Japan Sumo Association came out with their own English YouTube channel now because most of the stuff out there has been pi- basically down like copied and yeah. other people stream it and clip it. Yeah, and they've been taking down those things, but people are like, "Come on, like you're taking down, but you're not you're taking them down, but you're not making it available because the English." Um, Traditionally, the English sumo stream or whatever coverage, they only take few fights from the best fights from the top division and then make like a highlight clip. And then it's not available online to watch after like a week. Mm-hmm. So you wa- you have a week to watch it and it's gone. Mm-hmm. So you don't have all the fights and all that stuff. But anyway, now they have a new sumo channel called Sumo Primetime and it's run or uh, hosted by the guy, uh, Hero, I forgot his last name, Hero something. But he's the one who's basically interviewing sumo wrestlers, going to the the stables and interviewing the wrestlers, seeing how they live, explaining the rules, explaining the culture and all that kind of stuff. So it's a relatively new channel and has a lot of interesting stuff there already. So mm-hmm. if you want to know more about sumo, I highly recommend you check out that channel, Sumo Primetime, and watch sumo because sumo is awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, it's sumo is fun. It's funny. Like I remember when I was younger, the only way you could watch sumo in the U.S. is that <laughs> ESPN two, you know, ESPN two would just have like random martial arts on there sometimes. Like somebody have like some karate champions every now and then. They would have like Sandow kickboxing on there, and sometimes they have sumo on the weekends. And it would show like two or three tournaments. It's like this is cool to watch, but it's like such an irregular thing. And, I know, uh, I know. I I watched it a long time ago, like in high school, and I just didn't understand the rules. But as soon as I took the time to understand the rules, it was really interesting. And especially because I started training judo, you see a lot of crossover. Easy. You slap the guy out the ring, you make him touch the mat first. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty damn easy, man. It's one of the most easiest sports to learn how to, to learn. Whoever touches the mat first, or the standby, or whatever you want to call it, the clay first, or get tossed out, that's who wins. <laughs> All right. All right, so now we're ready to go on to the tournaments. Yes, go ahead. is there any is there our any main, more updates our, we got to do? One of our main topics. Let's, let's go ahead and do it. Whatever, it's the sub main topic because we're gonna go into the topic from there. But so, like I was saying, there's a lot of interesting things happening right now with people trying to make judo more popular, and more open to people. So one of the things, like our friends up north at Five Ten Judo, they tried doing a uh, beach tournament at Alameda Beach, and I don't know how well it went. They had a lot of uh, I saw a lot of photos. They had at least like I want to say like twenty people show think, up or something. Yeah, I mean the adults from one of the pictures I saw like five or six people there. So that's pretty good turnout. I mean that's better yeah. than your typical judo tournament though, where you fight like two people. But <laughs> yeah, so I want to say like they had maybe ten kids, ten adults in total. Maybe divide them into two weight class. But it was all done in fun, and I like that. It's all done in fun to go out there and, support, and promote judo. And as you know, we talked about before how USA Judo had the USA Judo submission grappling. And I'm not sure if they're going to do that again this year because I was actually looking at the USA um, Nationals, what's going to happen. And it's actually going to be in the, be in the West Coast this year. God, what city was it going to be? Really? I did, yeah. That's, I, hey, I you said that last year and they changed it last second. They so. did. But when I looked at it today, not today, yesterday, no, two days from now, two days ago when I was doing my notes, it was going to be in, it's going to be in Spokane, Washington. Spoken watch, that's oh, what it was. Okay. All right. So again, this year, who still had Juan and Anthony might be going on a little road trip again. <laughs> go to well, you Spokane, said Washington. USA Nationals? Yeah, USA Nationals. And next year. Yeah. Okay. 2023. Yeah, maybe I visit on the West Coast. I'll I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. So we might be going to that one. Cause I want to see if they're gonna do yeah, that. Spokane, at, Washington. You're right. Yeah. Spokane, Washington here in the US. So I wonder if they're gonna do that submission grappling system again. And there was nothing on there about that. So I was like, okay, maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't work. Maybe they're going to bring it back later. Another thing that people were always talking about, they always bring up is that, well, what about Kosen Judo? What about Kosen Judo? Well, Nevada, this current weekend. To, to is, clarify, Kosen Judo is mo- the, well, what they call Kosen Judo is mainly a USJA thing, not USA Judo. So, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the USJA thing. And if you know what Kosen Judo is, it's just normal judo, just with more time for Nawaza. To give you a little bit longer time to work on Nawaza stuff. So you can do things. Because mostly in judo, when you compete, if I go to the ground, if I'm not showing any, um, I'm not trying to escape, mm-hmm. or I'm not trying to go for submission, they'll stand you up pretty fast. With Kosen, it's supposed to give you more time to work on the bottom. But again, if you're not working, you're supposed to get stand up. And leg grabs are allowed too. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
it's not supposed to be BJJ. I know a lot of people they hear coast and they think, oh, it's BJJ. It's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. No, it's you not. Can, you can still lose by pins and you still yeah. lose by epons. I think it's two epons. So they, they kept changing the rules. Yeah. And then I went, I showed up to one of the first tournaments and they changed the rules like last second, yeah. like the morning of. So I, I, I don't know anymore. I don't keep track. Yeah. I remember if you do coast in again, uh, that was something that was constant. All that I noticed it was always that if you pull guard and you get slammed, it's full epon again. If you're going to do, um, Dakiyage. Dakiyage. It's okay. It's oh, okay. I didn't know that. You, it, was, it was okay. And the last time I read the rules, I think it was that it was okay. But if you pull guard and it's nothing, then you get a, a Shido for it. I think it was. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a Shido. But remember, it's not BJJ. It is judo with longer time for Newaza and a little bit more things for Newaza to do. Okay. So just remember that. And that's happening in Nevada this weekend. It was the, what was the name, full name of it? Nevada State Kosen Judo Championships. Yeah. So. That's we can talk more about it if we if they upload some clips next week. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Another thing that we're gonna get to is that our local Yudanch guy out here, we had a local tournament last weekend. We talked about it because Anthony went to tournaments, stuff. You might have some photos of it as he was coaching. I didn't go because there were enough adults. I usually coach only adults, and we only had four go. So Anthony and Philippe could handle it. If we had like eight adults going, then I probably would have gone with him to go help, but only four, he can handle it. And he handled the kids very well. Too. We ended up needing some help, but it's fine. <laughs> well, it's but, also because the tournament ended up being a 12 hour tournament as well. Yeah. You, you know? spared, I spared you 12 hours of suffering. So <laughs> thank you. About it. I would have gone across the street to the Seven Eleven or the Mexican restaurant to have lunch. <laughs> you like call me when they start. All yeah. right. So what they were doing there, this is something that Anthony noticed that I didn't notice. And I don't think Philippe noticed either is that. So for the youth, that's anything that was an adult. So it was like a 17 and under, for that means for the tiny kids, the little kids, the preteens, the teens, the real teens, they're all going three minutes straight. And it was not like two wasadis or three wasadis you win, four wasadis you win, not even two wasettes, then you get a bone or something, you win. No, it was just you fight straight for three minutes, no matter what, for three minutes, you can get pinned, you get choked out, you get uh, taken out right there for three minutes. And you just, the points just keep stacking, keep stacking, keep stacking. And for three minutes, who won the fight is who won the fight. So to to clarify, that's what they said on paper when I read the rules, but Mm -hmm. I I showed up to the the coaches meeting Mm -hmm. and then they're like, basically it's like, what happens if you have a kid that's like been training for three years and another kid's like two months and you just like for three minutes, you're going to let him slam him (laughs) like nonstop. So they're like, no, three pawns. If you get three pawns, you win. Okay. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that that ended up being added there. All right. Um, but I have more to say about that, but continue. It's like, no, no. So I just explained how the tournament was supposed yeah. to go. And this is how it actually went. So I was going to go there. over the, what they went over at the, co- the, the discussion that went on about the rule changes at the coaches meeting was what I was going to say. Please explain that. Yeah, Cause okay. that's how it happened. And if people don't know this, this happens in a lot of judo tournaments where they'll have the rules written down within coaches and refs will talk, have a coaches meeting at the beginning of the day. And sometimes they'll clarify or change something slightly to help mm-hmm. people out or help clarify things. So this is common. Don't worry. Don't say like, oh, this is crazy. It is. No, no. This is actually weirdly common in judo. Yeah. If you checked our podcast episode, like what, five or six episodes ago, the one about judo geese and competitions, mm-hmm. we, we, repeatedly emphasize you should read the rules and this is a perfect example of why you should read the rules before you compete mm-hmm. um i notice a lot of referees uh, not not referees a lot of coaches i will not say which ones but um did not show up to the coaches meeting and then the kids were like getting stood up after the pond and they fight again and the coach is like what the hell is going on like <laughs> one by pond is like should have been at the coaches meeting. should have read the of rules course. should have been at the coaches meeting of course like yeah so it's like you know that that's one thing so again read the rules um number two was my first thought i i I could clearly see i wasn't the only one who thought of of this but like there's some other coaches that kind of had concerns you can see it on their face and they're being relatively nice with the way that they ask the questions Mm -hmm. because i i have nothing nice to say about this rule set honestly um they clearly did not a did not think things through and B did not test it. Mm-hmm. Like you should have tested oh. it at least at the local dojo. Level, this was right? the test we're talking about. It's live test here. Yeah. <laughs> there th- that the rule change was one of the reason why I was there for 12 hours with leap. Oh yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Imagine, imagine all the, so we had like, what a 400 people show, uh, sign up for mm-hmm. the tournament. 
majority half of them are two, I think. Yeah. majority to a uh, half to two thirds are youths. So you're going to have at least over 300, let's just say 300 people be, be generous, mm-hmm. 300 people, 300 kids, boys and girls, all going three minute rounds. All right. And imagine I mean, if, it's, you're it's, lucky, it's, if you're it's lucky, if you're lucky, three minutes and it's three minute runtime. Yeah. Not runtime. Uh, yeah. Run, match time. So Mate stop the count, the timer stops. Mm-hmm. So it's way more than three yeah. minutes. All right. And, um, so that's one thing. And then another thing was people, one of the senseis at South Bay was actually like, okay, so you're telling me if you get three Shidos, you get a pawn and then you get stood up and then you start with zero Shidos again. And then they're like, uh, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> so he's like, okay. So, so he's like, so if someone head dives, you can tell technically head dive nine times in a row before you <laughs> get disqualified. And then they're like, well, no, the direct hands Hansokumakis are are just like Hansokumakis. Mm. Like so they're obviously they, they figured it out in the end, but it's like this should have been figured out before the tournament, not the morning of, because that this discussion was one of the reasons why it was delayed. Um the tournament starting mm. was delayed too. Because if there's stuff like that, and then someone's like, "Okay, what happens if I throw for a wasadi, and then I go into Osakomi? Do do I pin for ten seconds, get the epon, get stood up, or do I pin for the twenty seconds, get the epon, and then I don't get the previous wasari for the throw? And then they're like, "Huh? Oh, good question." And then <laughs> yeah, so what ended up happening is you can throw for a. Uh, Ipon, like throw, throw for a wasadi and then again, Ipon and keep the wasadi. I think that was what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have a Ipon and a wasadi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of these little things that just it's like, why did it should have been figured out at the dojo level before you even like put this out at this tournament? Um, yeah, and I also, oh, this is gonna be talking about the tournament software, but yeah, go. That that was basically what happened in the coaches meeting. A lot of these questions got brought up, and honestly, I was I had a lot of not much faith in the referee. I okay, referees. The, the referees. I, yeah. I uh, just be honest. The referees already have just enough problem by themselves with yeah. the regular rules. Yeah, I, and now you're gonna stick yeah. them in there with brand new rules that they don't even they're not fully clarified on yeah. that they don't know what's going on and stick them out there with kids. Yeah. Okay. So kids let's just say I, I saw a lot of confusion that happened mm-hmm. with the referee calls regarding the stuff that we mentioned, even though they were mm-hmm. clarified at the morning's meeting. Cause like, yeah, they clarified it, but then it's like still confusing. You know, even I, I right, right now can't read even I, right now. I can't recite exactly what, what the rules were. So mm-hmm. it was just not thought out properly. Um, again, referees don't get paid for what they do. We'll talk about it later. Cause there was a few incidents, uh, but yeah, they clearly did not think this through before they mm-hmm. implemented it. So, so what was your experience since we had a couple, we had quite a few kids go for our, from our dojo. What was your experience with coaching this and having your, did you have to pull anybody out? Did you throw in the towel for anybody? We're just like, no. my, my big joke was that there's going to be some kid out there just being destroyed. Being like, I don't want it no more. Oh, that, happened. That, 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 def- that definitely happened. Oh, it, 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 thank, had yeah, it was going thank, to. Thankfully, they said like three pawns and that's it. Cause it was, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. It was throw, Throw an epon, pin for epon, throw for another epon again. So you, yeah, that's exactly what happened many times. Um, didn't happen to any of my our kids. Um, our kids it was their first tournament. Um, I'm proud of them, just based off of how much stronger and more experience the other kids had and how they handled it. The the power, mm-hmm. the strength, the size difference. Because I think mm-hmm. two of our kids had to fight up a weight uh, up a weight class. So okay. I was I was really proud of them not getting hurt and. Uh, that stuff because there's a ton of kids there. You can clearly tell their dojo didn't teach them how to fall and just taught them how to throw for tournament wins. So <laughs> they just teach them how to fight. That's it. I just want you to yeah. fight, 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 fight. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on. Um, this not this tournament is the first time I think that Nanka is using Smooth Comp, the software, the tournament mm-hmm. software, mm-hmm. and it was nice because they had the times posted, but the times weren't posted until like I think the night before. Mm-hmm. So I actually had to log in in the middle of the night, see the times, and then I text. I had to go on our computer system, look up all the parents <laughs> and the mm-hmm. athletes' um, phone numbers if I had them, and then I texted them saying, "Hey, like it says you're not 
until like one o'clock. This is like ridiculous. This should they should have said, okay, make sure you check back at this time to check your time to show up mm-hmm. roughly around the time. And um, none of that happened. None of the, none, the the rule changes communication didn't happen. The the time thing didn't happen. So if I didn't check that morning because Peter sent me it, then I would have like not known that like oh you're not fighting until two p.m. So don't even bother showing up until at one one p.m. Um, mm-hmm. obviously all the matches were delayed in the end, but, uh, what was interesting was those matches and smooth comp. If you ever use smooth comp there, the matches are updated live the time, mm-hmm. the time. So if the current match, there's a delay, it pushes all the other matches back. And then you can see it on the system that like, oh, now I'm not, instead of two, I'm at two thirty or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but the problem with that is we had a guy show up and then he's like, oh, I'm not going until like three so he left we went to the mall nearby to hang out and then <laughs> yeah it started well, i guess the tournament started moving up or there was also some computer problems let me say so they uh, I'll, I'll talk about that it'll make sense in a minute but we started noticing the, the time moved back so it's like instead of three he was going at two again we're uh-huh. like what the hell and i had called hey you're going you're going like half an hour come back come back come back <laughs> and he came back and then it got pushed back again so, oh man yeah, it was, that, that sucks that's the that's the downside that's the downside of the system like that mm-hmm. um but what what caused that i ended up happening was um the software was a little buggy because if you know our luck at tournaments hollywood judo's luck we kind of have bad luck but um yeah we always do one of the matches one of the matches ended and then they hit next match it was because all the matches are numbered like mm-hmm. your number match number two then you know like if match number one is going on then you're, you're up next so um so two of our athletes our two of our kids had n- match number 37 and 39 37 38 so back to back so 36 ended and it jumped to match 42 so they're like, happen? what happened? It's like, oh, it skipped the bracket. Yeah, skipped the bracket. So the the I'm not gonna say who's someone came back, came along and um <clears throat> was like, I'm familiar with computers, so I was watching what she was doing, and mm-hmm. she basically awarded epons randomly. She went backwards and awarded awarded epons randomly, and then I was like, Oh, yeah, it's fixed now. So it, it skipped our two matches and went to like match 40. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, what? What about the the two matches that skipped? It was like, oh, there was a computer bug. It'll come back around. And I was like, basically, impl- saying it'll come back around to yeah. the matches. And I'm thinking, I saw you click Epon, and and thankfully, you can see the live yeah. bracket yeah, on yeah. our phones. That's and it ended up being that's what happened. Every coach was looking at the fo- their own their own phones to see when their athletes mm-hmm. are going because it was so untrustworthy the the software. So I'm like, no, on the phone, it says like both my, one of my athletes won the match and the other athlete lost his match. So I went to the main table and I went and called the ref. I'm like, Hey, did you just skip their matches. And then the ref's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. And then like, they went back and like stopped everything and then fixed it. And if I didn't go pull the guy over, then I would have waited there for like six hours nothing. and it would, nothing would have happened. And yeah, it was skipped over. Plus what would have happened is like, they would have kept fighting with the assumption of the brackets that th- those matches happened. Yeah. So then imagine that ath- my athlete that was given a loss actually won in the end, uh, which didn't mm-hmm. happen, but imagine they actually won, then mm-hmm. it would have messed up the bracket. You know what I mean? So the m- matches yeah. that were fought afterwards would have not, not supposed to have happened in the first place, mm-hmm. the matchups. So luckily I called that to attention before that happened. So, um, that was avoided, but a lot of that stuff happening happened. A lot of bugs where it was rewarding Shido's randomly and rewarding the wins to the other guy. So they would have mm-hmm. to pause the match and reset it. Um also didn't have anyone calling people on deck. If, if you know what I mean by on oh, deck. Oh, you said like you know what your number was. Yeah. So it wasn't until like I think two o'clock in the afternoon where they had another kid, a volunteer, standing behind <laughs> a table looking at their own phone, call looking uh-huh. for players, calling them on deck. So it's like again did you guys not think think things through before you did this like it was an experiment they (laughs) it's an experiment they tried some stuff out i'm glad that we're trying to promote judo by like letting the kids with this first thing with letting them go three minutes or first three points i i get the whole thing of that you don't want a kid to go in there get thrown twice and you spent 
all this money to be there for less than a half hour or an hour or something. I get that. I understand that. So they want to give kids more time. But my thing was a reversal of, well, you're going to get these kids that are just being destroyed and just going to be crying and bawling their eyes yeah. out. Now, the second but, thing with the software, I appreciate again that they're trying to do something new. They're trying to get better at it. They're trying to get things more technological because that's one thing we always say, if BJJ can do it, why can't we do it? You know, if all these other martial arts can do this, why can't we do it? Why, why are we in the stone age still? Why are we still doing stuff with like letter things or just flipping over numbers? You know, it's like, why well, a lot we of that? A lot of parents I talked to there were mm -hmm. like, well, the, the old system with the pen and paper was better. I'm like, no, trust me, this, the computer is still better. Like, <laughs> I'm, I know I'm sounding like I'm complaining about the computer system, but the mm -hmm. computer was not the mainly not the problem. It was the fact that they user, weren't prepared to use user it. Error. Yeah, it was a user <laughs> error. So they should have, like I said, practiced it, planned it, practiced it in a small scale mm -hmm. first. Um, and main thing is training the people how to use it. Like, did the okay I, I guess i'll name names no the don't non, do it don't do it non, don't do it don't do it don't do it per, a person came into the coach's meeting was teaching people how to use the the computer mm -hmm. the, at the coach's meeting you you should have done this the night before week, the week or even the night before like say <laughs> hey this is what the computer looks like these are the buttons that do these things please mm -hmm. like look it over look it over the next few couple of weeks before the tournament starts mm -hmm. but it's no here's the morning of this button gives you an epon. This button <laughs> removes an epon. This gives a shito. It's like there's no way you're gonna remember that I just from a Zoom at class that. the day before. Yeah, I mean, like there, I was I was staring at the table. I'm like, hey, like Osaikomi started. Like they never ever used the Osaikomi timer in our table because they didn't know how to do it. <laughs> they go so, uh, one, two, three. Okay, yeah. Okay, so okay. The, oh, what? what okay. Luckily, the ref, the referee on our table was actually on our mat was really good because he was mm -hmm. an active competitor. So mm -hmm. he started counting his head by himself. So mm -hmm. luckily we had that. But they were like, I'm like telling them the table, the volunteers. I'm like, hey, come on, like. Osakomi, mm -hmm. come on, Osakomi, hello, <laughs> hello. I'm looking at the screen like Osakomi is looking at me like I'm speaking it? a different language. And no, it it looked like he didn't know what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they did judo or not because they were, um, they had some wrestling well, t-shirts. I was just on. about to say that, like, like what they do at yeah. this high school that I'm not gonna in the high school now, even though you probably know what high school it is. Um, the wrestling team helps set up the judo mats, clean up and stuff, and help. I guess run tables now. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a, a wrestler or wrestler's friend or family or just a volunteer from the school there that day helping run the table to help sponsor the wrestling club, the wrestling team. I would not be surprised for that. That would not surprise me at all. Yeah. I I literally said Osai called me like 10 times and he looked at me like I was speaking a different language, which I was, but <laughs> you say pin. <laughs> oh, oh, pin. Yeah. Okay. Oh, pin. Pin, pin, pin. Yeah, I get pin. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, again, it's not the software that's the problem. Another thing is, if you work with any sort of engineering, um, not just software engineering, any sort of engineering, I think most of the time you would only introduce one new variable at a time when you test something. You don't try new rules and a new computer system software at the same time. That's just, let's just say it's not the smartest yeah. idea. So, um, but the fact that that they're trying something new already surprised me in the first place. So yeah, <laughs> let's just, uh, leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. So it was a very interesting experience for you. Like I said before, he spent 12 hours there at this tournament because it just took so long to go through the kids that were having their full three minute matches or two minute matches or whatever was going on up and down and stuff being buggy with, uh, with the new software. Another thing that happened at the, at the Jupiter tournament I wanted to talk about was there was an incident or with a player or team that was being very disrespectful and judo is supposed to be a very big sport about respect. Now, when you throw somebody, you get an equal and you can be like the, yeah, the, yay, the, the little bit of something, but you, you're not supposed to be running around like a soccer player, taking your shirt off, doing that, doing the windmills, doing the windmill stuff. And like, that. yeah. So there are, there are multiple incidents. Let's just say that there are multiple mm -hmm. incidents, but the particular one we're talking about is because someone on Reddit, posted us on sports posting and sportsman like conduct mm -hmm. and it's just said i just got back from the nanka fall tournament and eat the event so i apologize in advance firstly i understand that tensions might be high and adrenaline might be flowing pretty heavily i even get that certain people may be ultra competitive however there is absolutely no place in the sport for an amount of disrespect i witnessed today 
Mm-hmm. So same thing, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'll just skip to, you can find it on Reddit, but um, I'm trying to skip to the part where he explains what he saw. Okay. But save the real celebrating for when you're off the mat. What's not okay is staring down your opponent while they're still on the ground and aggressively clapping in their face only to take off your belt and throw it once off the mat. When you're in a senior position, regardless of ranking, you need to act accordingly and set an example for the novice and intermediate competitors who may have been Mm -hmm. watching your match. And I totally agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. Now, my thing is that, again, I wasn't there, but I've seen similar stuff like this happen before with certain clubs. And normally, one of the head refs or one of the older refs will come and tell them to stop it or act appropriate. What's supposed to happen is that if someone does that, during a match, if you were to get down, clap in someone's face, be like, oh, yeah, how you doing? How you like that? Do that. It's supposed to be an automatic hansakomake on you. Whether you won the match. Yep. Yeah, automatic disqualification. Whether you won the match with a big Ippon or not. This is one of you'll the few see times. It, you'll see it at IJF level, too. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the few times where Ippon is, is not supposed to override everything. That's one of the jokes I have, that Ippon overrides anything, that whether it was dirty or disqualification levels like if it got an equal and usually they'll let equal and rise oh equal beats everything this is what but this is one of the few things that if you do that equal is taken away and you get a disqualification and i've seen it happen before but i am going to say this i wasn't there i was not there so i can't see who it was or what it, what it was um happening exactly but i have seen this and i will say this some refs because they know that person won't care if it happens to them or not, if you cannot discipline that person, they will not discipline that person. They will only discipline people that they know will take it seriously. Like if I did something illegal, if they would be like, one house, I'd be like, oh, come my God, because they know I'll take it seriously. But if it's another player, it's like, oh, whatever, I don't care. They're not going to punish them. And that's enabling bad, bad judo or bad people coming to judo and being disrespectful. You're not supposed to allow it to happen. So I was very surprised that I heard about this happening multiple times at this tournament. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it was. It's not it, just the athletes, the, the the coaches too. They're enabling it. Well, that was another thing that I was noticing back at Golden State, um, Golden State Championships. Um, there was a parent that was right behind the refs that shouldn't be. This is on the other side of the mat where it's supposed to be just competitors and coaches only. This happened here too. Yeah. Just shouting and yelling the entire time. Come on, baby. Uh, Come on, honey. I don't know. Just yelling the entire time. I was like, why isn't the, I can't coach my guy because I got a parent shouting five feet away from me louder than I'm shouting right over the rest that are the sit down rest, the side rest. Why aren't they telling this parent, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir. You need to go over to the, to the stadium side, go sit down and cheer from there. So let, let me, why weren't they doing that? Let me explain that. So that happened okay. at this, uh, uh, at this high school. Mm-hmm. And if you usually go to this, uh, high school tournament, it's not high school. Tournament. If you usually go to this venue, you're, um, you're familiar with the setup, right? What they did for this tournament was they flipped it around. They put the bleachers on the other side and shut down the bleachers on the other side. Cause it gave more mat space apparently. And the problem was the one side of the entryway where the competitors are is also the only entryway where the, the people can come in. So yeah, it's very yeah. easy for, cause in the past it would barricade it off. So, if you're only competitors can come in and mm. coaches, but now you have two doors that go directly into the competitors and coaches area. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they don't have anyone at the door checking wristbands or anything, or like any sort of barriers rerouting it. Mm-hmm. So anyone from the, from the bleachers on the side of the mat can just walk into the competitors area. And that's exactly what a lot of the parents did. They just mm-hmm. like, I'm like next to the kid. And I'm like, why is there like, 10 people video recording and they're all I'm like this grandma's not a coach like <laughs> this so, grandma's not a coach oh you don't know young man I used to be so, an IGF <laughs> so uh, there's like the whole family was there and and props to uh, Sensei Gary Takamoto from uh, um, Harbor who repeatedly in the beginning of the, the um, beginning of the what do you call it uh, the event repeatedly Told them to get out. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like get out. I'm gonna call the police. Get out. I'm gonna call the police. He said it many times, and I, at one point, I think they sh- he should have just called, asked him to leave, and call the police. Because mm-hmm. he told them to move, and they would just move like a little down. 
Yeah. And then he'll leave for a second and they'll they'll come back. They'll come back. They'll come back. So he should. And then at one point the ref was like, I'm not going to start the match until you move. Like Mm -hmm. you guys got to get out. And I think they should have just set an example, like just literally get the cops to come escort some of these people away. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause it's also a safety hazard, you know, like I was with like two of the, the five, six years old I have and here. You have like these big people on their cell phones, like recording their, their athlete. And then they were all, they almost trampled the, the kids mm-hmm. that was there. So I told the kids to sit somewhere else. Cause, but they, the kids can't see the people that they're fighting. Cause they're, these people are crowding the mat. Mm-hmm. And at that so I guess I'll talk to the, the the event I witnessed. When you have this many people that close in the mat, it's also a a, a safety hazard in a way because one. Speaking of unsportsmanlike conduct, one of the co- I didn't see what the what happened, mm-hmm. but I heard what happened because I was on the mat over. One of the coaches I just heard like, "How is that a Shido? No Shido, no Shido!" Like mm-hmm. just it kept yelling that and. And he was just like yelling and nonstop. And then uh, Sensei Gary was like, um, uh, you need to calm down. You need to stop that right now. Like, and then mm-hmm. he was like, no, that's bullshit. Like he just kept yelling profanity. Really? And stuff. He said that to Gary. Yeah. Wow. And then he was like, you better stop right now. Or I'm going to call the match. Uh-huh. To just and this is over Shido. It's not like, I think, I don't think it was the third Shido. I think it was the second Shido mm-hmm. or first Shido. So, he was like, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right, that's it. You're done. And he called the, he called the match. He was like, this disqualified athlete, mm-hmm. which is what the ref ended up doing. That's what you should be doing. And then, yeah, which is what they should have done. This is the end of the day. They should have done this way earlier in the day to set an example mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Cause they're, they've been pushing the boundaries. Not, not just today. Like that. If you read the Reddit thread, everyone knows which club they're talking about mm-hmm. or which one of the three, three, four clubs we're talking about. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so they've been doing this in many tournaments and they keep getting away with it, which is why they keep showing up to these tournaments and keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, the because they had all the parents and family there, the moment he disqualified the athlete, mm-hmm. the whole family just surrounded him and started yelling Gary at him. The, really? The, the, Oh, yes. I wish I was there. Then. Oh, I wish I was there. Oh, man. Uh, they surrounded him. The wife was crying. The mom, wife, whatever was crying. <laughs> the, 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 um, calling him names. And then the, the, the grandmother was crying and saying something <laughs> like, you took everything away from us. Like, like, uh-huh. I, I don't, it was, it was like kind of funny yet also scary to watch. Uh-huh. It's like, this isn't Olympics. It's not world champion. It's not even USA judo national. Yeah. It's like a small local tournament. Like, come on. <laughs> it's the fall local tournament. Okay. And, I mean, even if you don't punish the athletes, if they keep doing this, one of the things you can do is just ban the coach and the dojo from competing, which is, had, I, I don't know if I mentioned Naka that. Naka has had to do that before. We have done that before. And one of the, uh, one of the dojos that were pretty bad at it, like I wasn't there, so I don't know which dojo it was, but they did clean up their act for a while. But you could, again, you know, we haven't been competing a lot for the past three years because of COVID. So people just fall back into their old routines or you get a new generation of parents that don't understand judo rules, don't understand judo etiquette and just want to grapple. Just want to go out there and fight yeah. and think that they can do whatever they want. So I wish I was there to talk on this more, but anything that happens like that, anything that's disrespectful like that should have been nipped in the butt <coughs> as soon as it happened. As soon as it happened, they should have stopped it. And there's a problem. They keep enabling it. Like I was telling you, like they were probably like, oh, we don't want to deal with them. We don't want to deal with them. We don't want to deal with them. Well, now you're going to have to deal with them. Okay. Because yeah. you don't want them doing this at winter nationals. You don't want them going to USA nationals later and having this done and doing this out there. Okay. Yeah. So if there's only, is there any more tournaments in the LA area before winter nationals? This is the last one. Wasn't Mojica. It? Mojica. Oh, Mojica. Okay. There's Mojica. That's actually a funny story because there was, uh, side story years ago, like way, like I want to say like almost 10 years ago, maybe give or take 10, eight, maybe nine years ago. I actually saw a player get mad and he was from one of these dojos that we're talking about here, get mad about a call, take off his belt, throw it onto the mat and just sit down. He did not accept the call. And I can't remember if it was Ippon or Zadi or Shido, where it was. He had a hissy fit, sat down the mat. And then the two teams that were fighting each other started yelling at each other on the outside the mat area. And me and my buddy, Matt, we're all like, 
let them fight. <laughs> just because like, the guy just had such a big attitude about him that like I can't lose or I'm not gonna, I don't accept the shield that he literally took off his belt, sat down in the middle of the mat. Like I think he took off his jacket too and was like, I'm protesting. I'm gonna stare to a change. It's like, dude, it's just a local Mohica tournament. Okay. It is a small local tournament. You're not getting paid for this. Yeah. This is just for experience. I mean, when I was the closest thing I've seen was um and when I was in Texas in Austin, I went to a tournament in Dal- Dallas, I think. And two of the coach again, it was over a freaking Shido. Like <laughs> like two of the coaches, yeah, two of the coaches ended up um getting in a fight, let's just say, over a Shido. Mm-hmm. Like fit fist fight. Mm-hmm. And this was like two hours into the tournament, I think. And then they paused it. They they separated them. The head ref called like the head uh person in the Texas area. I forgot what his name. Okay. But they were like, "We'll decide how to punish them later." But for now, the whole dojo is dis- dis- disqualified. The coach mm-hmm. is has to leave the premise, and the whole dojo is disqualified. You just see the whole mm-hmm. dojo, all the kids leave. Mm-hmm. That would have set a precedent. It's like. Yeah. It's not just the athlete. Your whole dojo is disqualified. No mm-hmm. refunds. And blame it on your coach. Oh, yeah. For acting like a, a, a imbecile, I guess. Yeah. But and I, I will say Naka has done that before with a certain team that was getting out of hand. We did that one time. But again, they brought them. They let them come back. And they, like I said, they got a little bit better. But again, like I said, three years has gone. They haven't been doing judo. They fall back into their old ways, perhaps. It was that dojo. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the same dojo. I don't know. I wasn't there again. I wish I was, but I wasn't. And but I mean, there should be no disrespect like that on the mat. Judo is supposed to be a respectful sport. Mutual benefit. I get to practice. You get to practice. We get to fight each other. We get to both walk off the mat. And I get the whole thing of we're like we bow is our shaking hands. Okay. And you might be mad about the call. You might be mad. That I didn't I didn't think that was Ipon. I don't think that was Zadi turned into was at the Ipon. Okay. But you still have to stay there, bow, and walk off the mat. What I hate the most, and this is another thing that pisses me off when I see this, guys will be upset with the call. They won't bow their, they won't bow and just walk off the mat. Yep. They'll just walk off the mat yelling, and you're not allowed to do that. This is why before I compete, I set it up. I set the expectations to my to the athletes. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell them like, look, the refs are there's going to be a lot of bad refs, and actually, luckily, our athletes got some pretty good refs this time, and. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to see a correlation with people who's like probably have never stepped on the mat in like five years now, or <laughs> you can clearly see they haven't been training or competing. Because mm-hmm. um, if you remember the recent rule changes clarify the 90 degree angle that you have to get for the, the Wazari, mm-hmm. that change that happened this year. And you can see a lot of those refs still are with the old scoring mm-hmm. standards. What's like, a 90 degree no, angle? What's that? What's a 90 degree angle? People are still falling on the front shoulder and they're still calling Wazari. I also had um had a, one of my kids fought a guy, a, a, another kid who kept ducking under the arm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're supposed to attack right away, like four or five times in a row, and no zero shitos were called. Mm-hmm. Zero <laughs> shitos were called. I was just like, okay, okay. I, but I didn't say anything in the end because it didn't really change the, um, the outcome. Change the outcome of the match. Um, but also, I set the expectations. Like I told, uh, we do mock shiai in our dojo for the mm-hmm. kids class. And one of the kids, I, I told him, you have to pin the person, even if you get the score, you have to pin the person just in case the ref takes the point away or they mess up mm-hmm. or maybe they don't like you. And even though it was a, sc- a clear, you think it's a clear score, they just want to mess with you and take away the, the score. Yeah. And they're like, why if refs do that? I'm like, yeah, sometimes <laughs> people don't like you or they're just incompetent and they're going to do that. Or that's clearly what, or from the angle that this is what they see. And then she's like, I'm not going to go compete. This life, it doesn't sound like it's fair. I'm like, well, life, life isn't, isn't fair. fair. Like, <laughs> That's life it. isn't fair. Nothing is fair. That's why Sorry. I said, I'm like, what, what you have to do is that you've got to beat the other person so badly that they can't make a wrong call. And <laughs> even though I say that, I've, I've seen certain people that have clearly like slammed the guy in the back and still, but I didn't see anything. Like, slam? What's slam? <laughs> That's a door over there shutting. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah. So that, I set the expectations. I'm like, don't worry about winning or losing. It'll be nice if you win, but because there's all these things that are out of your control, just focus on your own judo and your own development and learning experience. Mm-hmm. So grand scheme of things, it's just a local tournament. Just like get as many fights as you can in and don't get hurt. And 
Um, yeah. <sighs> you got it all off your chest there. You happy now? You feel a little Yeah. I, honestly, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how they keep getting away with it. I think I know why I'm not going to go into why, cause I don't like making accusations. Those, those kind of accusations with zero fact, mm-hmm. but it has to do with who they know, I guess. Um, some like, again, if you know someone really powerful or popular in the community, then you probably get away with a lot of stuff. But also the stuff that I've seen there, it's just like, how did these people not report them to safe sport yet? Is what I'm saying. Like for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about to be a coach, you have to take the safe sport and all that stuff. And the safe sport website actually has a list of all the coaches that are banned from coaching basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for whether it's hitting a kid or sexual assault or whatever, like sexual misconduct, like they have a list you can look up Mm -hmm. of people who are currently banned permanently or on probation or under investigation. You can find that kind of stuff. And I mean, I don't know how any of these people aren't, haven't been reported. Let's just, let's just say, cause I've seen some crazy shit. So, well, I, I don't want to, again, make any accusations or anything or some assumptions, but I bet you they don't have real coaching badges or real coaching. Stuff they do. They, they do. They do. Are you sure they have real ones? Yeah. Real ones. Yeah, I've real, seen, yeah. real, real, well, not I, just someone not just take someone else's name off of it and put your name slap on top of it. I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Cause I have a coaching badge, but I didn't have to show it 99% of the time to get my coaching wristband to coach. Mm-hmm. Hell, well, even the yeah. parents were coaching. Like I said, yeah. they were just on the mat side coaching. So well, yeah, some of the times, like some of these tournaments, they if they know your dojo or know like oh they know me, they know Philippe, they know you. It's like oh yeah, yeah, they're one of the coaches from Hollywood Judo. They'll give it, they'll give you one or something. You know, sometimes that happens. Or some of the coaches ask like oh I got two more coaches like they're coming. Can I get two more wristbands? And they'll give them to somebody else. You know, they do that sometimes. But that's how it is. But there should not be any disrespect that we're talking about on the mat. Even in international competitions, you'll see players, like I said, sometimes they'll celebrate, but you can't go overboard with it because it can, it's supposed to be, uh, it, it can, but it's supposed to be, you're supposed to get disqualified as soon as you do that. Okay. You're supposed to, there's actually a funny video of, um, God, I can't remember if it was a judo video or a BJJ video. I watched some there's of them. There's a compilation video of judo videos where people got disqualified for disrespecting people. And probably, yeah. Or it could, one it could guy be something celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. The guy celebrates so much that they went to go to give it. He was like, yeah. Yeah. And they raised the other guy's hands like, Hanso Kamake. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why would happen? It was like, because so you what celebrated. You, <laughs> you no, like he scored was, the winning goal at a soccer game. It wasn't even the celebration. It was the, he yelled into the guy's face. That's what he did. That was, yeah. I, I can't stand that. If guys started clapping in my face and started yelling in my face and stuff, like, come on. Come on, how's that, not, can, how's that not disqualification? Come on. I think a couple of them were as simple as they call mate and you just push the other person onto the ground. There's mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's like stepping over the other person on purpose, like clearly on purpose kind yeah. of stuff. So like stuff like that is just clearly you, just, yeah. You got to give shitos for stuff like that. I know you may not want to. You had this BS rule that some refs are like, well, I don't want to. It's just funny because in judo, they love getting shitos. They love giving shitos in judo. Yeah. We get some of these refs that are be like, oh, well, I don't, really don't want to determine the match by giving out a shito. Or if I know they already have two shitos, I don't want to give a third one because I don't want to disqualify them. They lose the match. It's like, screw it. They're the ones being, they're the ones being rude. Yeah, we they're talked about, we talked about this so many times about how the, uh, not at the IJF level, not even the local level, at the IJF level, they're inconsistent with the, yeah. the calls. So, but this is just, it really makes me mad. And it's really crazy that someone actually did a little subreddit about it, just how bad it was. Let's hope at, at, um, was it, um, Tony Mojica's tournament that is better. I hope it's better there. Yeah. Because there they actually do the way it's normally set up. They keep the stands and where the fighting area is a little more further away from each other. So you have to be on one side or not. They have like only one door to get in or get out unless they go underneath the tape, but it's seen if, if you go underneath the tape there, they'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, is there anything else you want to talk about about this tournament or about disqualifications? Uh, I think, yeah, we're going to talk about the, well, let's we'll talk about it next time, the rules. So, uh, Well, what Anthony was talking about is that there was some things about in judo that are illegal moves. Mo- modified in, rule sets, basically, yeah. for safety. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk about it next time. We're going to talk about it next time? Okay. Yeah, we can talk about it next episode. Because um, we were going to 
originally bundle it up with the discussion with this tournament because we were talking about the different rules for the kids. Mm-hmm. But I think next episode we can talk about what people think about banning. Because I actually got asked by someone last week. It's like, what do you think about banning drop sailing nagging for kids? Mm-hmm. Banning drop double drop knee. And that was brought up many times in the coaches meeting all the time. Because once upon a time <laughs> in Nanka, they banned it for like eight months or something. And now everyone's like, are, are we still banning that? I'm like, this was like three years ago. Like, where have you been? Like, <laughs> but, there, was a t- there was a time like it was five years ago or something where they banned. And this is so sexist. This is super sexist. Where they banned all women, girls, men. I mean, it was all ladies, all girls from little girls to teenage to adult girls. Oh no, I guess there were black belts. Anyone brown belt and under could not do arm bars. Yeah. No, women could not do arm bars. Like, why is it only women? The boys can do arm bars, but why can't the women do arm bars? It was yeah. like, didn't make sense. No, we can talk about it next time. It's about like banning arm bars for novice, not just for kids, and then banning chokes, banning double knees. And then also in, in your UK, they're talking about banning a lot of uh people are talking about banning Koshikuruma for kids. Mm. So, because uh, um, Ogoshi is banned for kids in the UK, right? Is it Ogoshi or Ipusu? No, no. Koshikuruma oh, was what they're... It, it used to be banned. I think they had banned it. And now they, uh-huh. a lot of people are talking about banning it again. Um, hmm. And also in some other countries, they're talking about it. Because it's... I, and I, saw, I actually saw it happen at our club the other day. And I had to have a talking with one of the kids. Koshikuruma hmm. drops a kid face first into the floor. So... <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, and yeah, uh, we're not going to get into it because again, it's going to probably be another hour. So, yeah. uh, and I'm losing, I'm losing my voice already. So, yeah, his his meds are wearing off already. That's why I didn't want to keep him on that long. See, look at him, he's dying already. All right, so if that's it, then then we're gonna do the outro. Then you good? Yeah. Better. One thing I forgot. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention was like again, we got to do those who can be videos, but <laughs> I think that will probably be pretty low on the priority list until we get everything else sorted so yeah. these who can videos they're just they're just they're just cursed yeah every time cursed. we try to make these videos they're just cursed. i'm sick i got something sick goes wrong i got sick because of it yeah <laughs> My friends got married because of it <laughs> <laughs> all right so please remember to like share and subscribe out there you can follow us on instagram at the tommy talk you can follow us on youtube at the tommy talk if you have any questions things you want to go about things you want to talk about you can email it to us at the tommy talk at gmail.com you can follow me at the jerry underscore one on instagram you follow anthony anthony throws on instagram is there anything else that i'm forgetting no nope. good and check us out on our twitch also whenever we do our yeah. live stuff on there yeah. as we had to tommy talk at twitch is it that, that's so, right twitch.tv slash to tommy talk that's what it was yeah Yes, Anthony actually did an outro thing. (laughs) Thanks. Great. All right. Until next time, don't forget to slap the mat.